This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Have you ever wondered what it's like to bite into nerds' gummy clusters? They're fruity. They're tangy. They're gummy. And they're crunchy. Nerds Gummy Clusters, a union of fruity sweet gummy and tangy crunchy nerds. Unleash your senses. Shop now at nerdscandy.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production, with your hosts, Mellow Mark, Waggish Wade, and Bordy Bob. This week, it's Hubble Bubble time, as the dashing dudes polish up their crystal balls with a view to peering into the undiscovered country, the future. Please light up the joysticks and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. Here we discuss anything that interests us and compete to see who can bring the most captivating stories to the table. I'm the judge this week because I won last week, and uh, I'll declare the winner of this week's episode, depending on uh, who I feel does the best and what points I assign based on the topic I also get to choose. The judge gets a lot of power in this show. You ever realize that? Yep. Yeah. Starting to. Not really fair. Yeah. I feel like to the non host It is whenever I'm the judge. It's not really fair when you guys are the judge, I kind of feel. Hmm. Mm. Strange how that is. Well, when you're judge, do you feel like it's fair? Oh, absolutely. I'm a fair and just judge. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm I'm a good, good, fair, smart judge. Yeah. The best judge, you could say. Well. That feels fair to me. You could say it in the same way you could say many lies, but, you know, you can say it. As the best judge, I can tell you. It's pretty fair when I do it. I think that maybe Wade might be the best judge. Uh-huh. I think so, too. <laughs> Definitely the most handsome. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> you make me laugh, sir. Mark, have okay. 10 points. Well, thank you. you thank you, sir. Out. We never do- oh, there's no points. You can't even- we haven't even do that yet. Mm, Mark, take another point. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, I'm Wade today. My goal is to get no points and never win anything ever. Let's go. Bob, have 12 points. Get rid of him. Come on, get out. No, do, do take my points. Do it again. Hurt me. All right, double that. Make it 24 points. No, no, no. Get rid of I want a zero. That's right. Suffer, Bob. <laughs> well, you figured out my plan. Mark, have, I don't know, 30 more points. You're somewhere uh, th- higher thank than Bob. You. <sighs> At least I'm losing. Thank God. Well, how's uh, life treating you guys? Everything good? Uh, Yeah. That's good. Good. Now that I'm able to listen to your glorious voice. Man, you really want to win today. I like that. <laughs> I'm just happy to be around you. You know, I think you're going to like the topic for today too, Mark. I think you're going to really appreciate this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be my normal real self and not do whatever Mark's doing. I'm good. Sleeping good. I got a new bicycle. Oh, oh yeah? It's a gravel bike, uh, which is essentially a road bike with the curvy handlebars where you lean way forward, but it's got kind of thick, chunky tires so you can run over rocks without getting flat. It's uh-huh. fun. I'm bad at it. Huh. And it hurts, but it's fun. Uh-huh. I've not been biking in a long time. Yeah, I've never been the biking type. I tried to commute when I was back in Cincinnati, but no, it was too scary. Like, I just always read things about cyclists getting into accidents or just run over for some random reason. Yeah, I don't like riding on roads. We have a lot of paths around our house, so 
stay pretty safe on the bike path. We had a big bike trail that um ran pretty close to our uh, hometown where we went to high school, Mark. Uh, I think over in Loveland, you can access it. I forget how far it goes. I think you can ride all the way up to like Columbus, 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 or Cleveland, and all the way down to somewhere. I don't remember exactly where it goes. I never actually rode on that bike path, but we had one pretty close to where we were. That was a pretty decent one, I guess. I don't want to go ride that now. Molly and I were just talking about going biking recently. But we have to go get like either new bikes or probably get tires. How often do you have to replace tires on bikes? Do you think once every 20 years is important? Honestly, like kind of, <laughs> but also if they hold air, they're fine. Yeah, probably. You just pump them up. They're fine. <laughs> I don't know that they would hold air at this point. <sighs> Everyone thinks bikes get so broken. Brakes don't work. Not a big deal. You can put your feet down. Works just as good. I wish I knew that way back when because I had a horrible bike accident when my brakes failed once. Well, you should put your feet down. Simple solutions. You mean literally or like figuratively? Put your foot down and tell the bike who's boss? You mean like literally put your feet down to stop? Both. It's attitude and physical action. If you don't do one, the other one has no effect. Huh. Well, Bob, take another 10 points for giving me this great advice. No! You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Take five points or tell me like it is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know how to play this anymore. I'm just going to be my normal sense. I just want to be generous with points. We're always so stingy. I just want to give out a lot of points. All right, fair enough. Hey, I gave like a th like tens of thousands of points one of the times I just... Mark, take another hundred points for being agreeable. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. <sighs> yeah. All right. Today's episode, guys. Uh-huh. Bikes might be uh, questionable now. Well, how will they be in the future? How will anything be in the future? I want to talk about expectation versus reality. Like think back to, I don't know, a hundred years ago, what people thought life would look like now versus what it is. Like in some ways, I think people dream up of what they think the future will look like. And then we have some of those things in different formats. Uh -huh. Like we don't necessarily have like full out holograms or anything now. And we don't have... I don't know, like the personal little hollow comms, but like iPhones, tablets, like all those kinds of things, I think exceeded a lot of people's expectations of where that would go. Uh -huh. Growing up, like using home phones, I never thought about what a cell phone or, you know, an iPad or anything like that would be like. Uh, so what do you guys think about how technology, I don't know, adapts? And do you have any ideas of specific technology you think that will actually be a certain way in the future versus what like people dream up with flying cars and all that stuff? Technology expectation versus reality. It could be like stuff that actually has happened or stuff you think will. Either way, I'm just curious. I actually love this. I don't have any particular title to this because I don't know how. There's so many different unique examples of it. But I've already pulled up like four different images that are kind of just like my favorite things. Drawings from like the early 1900s or like the late 1800s of people's ideas of what the future would be like. And I think a lot of our expectations today are still very inaccurate of what the future will be. Yeah. Because it's impossible for someone to perceive what the technological advancements really are going to be. And yet there are so some that are extremely accurate. There's some uncanny, like early 1900s predictions of what the future would be, and they are startlingly accurate. So, yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. But I've, I've got them lined up and ready to share. Oh, well, go ahead. Okay, cool. My favorite that I just saw is this first one. It's called Rocket Mailman. Now, just imagine. <laughs> Okay. Of the most practical use of the future in terms of technology. When just today we're starting to see the military applications of rocket jetpacks and stuff like that. And it's used to deliver mail. And I just think this one where this dog is bounding over the hedges just to chase after this mailman. Like literally can't compete anymore. Like the classic scenario of the dog chasing the mailman. And this fucking mailman with a goddamn jetpack is coming at this lady at probably Mach 2. <laughs> trying to do a handoff with mail it's gonna rip her arm clean off she's never gonna know what hit her it's just like the idea there's a metal post there that if he hit that he would just turn into swiss cheese just like right through it like this is the future a completely unregulated idea of mailmen dive bombing across the city to deliver mail that's just fantastic. What if only mailmen got jetpacks? No one else was allowed to use them. It was just the mailman. <laughs> Everyone would want to be a mailman. I mean, honestly, that'd be pretty cool. Can you imagine an Uber where it's someone with a jetpack and you just got to like reach your arm out <laughs> and they're going to swoop by and you hope you hold on? So many lawsuits for like broken arms, ripped off arms. <laughs> Yeah. They range in terms of bizarreness. There's this one picture that I'm going to try to describe, which maybe someone can post on the subreddit, where it's a bunch of people, like apparently the fascination of the day would be able to walk on water. And the way that they imagined it would be wooden shoes and then 
hot air balloons that hang above your head. <laughs> or basically just helium balloons, I suppose. And then there's this dude on a penny farthing, like, boat wheel. And then there's just a little kid in the background. Like, this is what people would do for fun. Oh, I didn't even notice the horse and carriage in the background there. The horse with the little balloon. Walking over. on water? Yeah, man. Walking on water. America's favorite pastime. Like, screw you, Jesus. Look at what we can do. I hope that if we ever get walk on water technology, we go back to horse and carriage because for some reason it won't work with cars, but it'll work fine with that. Yeah. I guess wheels roll. The horse's feet, you can just slap some wooden planks to. Yeah. It has, in this image that you're sort of basing this on, it has a balloon, but I like the idea that the horse just has like wooden fins and they just tell it to go into the water and the horse is frantically just like, <laughs> like oh. and the carriage is floating behind it, but the horse is like panic paddling for its life. I mean, horses swim, right? Or do they sink? I don't know. No, they can swim. They can swim. Okay. I think so anyway. I don't see why the horse couldn't just swim. I've never seen a horse swim. They always like four across water but usually like they can touch the bottom whenever i've ever seen i've never actually seen a horse swim i'm pretty sure they can. i'm pretty sure most mammals should be able to swim i think so too they're made of water and stuff they can probably swim yeah yeah oh my god there's one here that just is hilarious to me it's it's apparently quote-unquote x-ray surveillance <laughs> i just imagine these poor sons of bitches i mean yeah they're robbing a place but i don't think it deserves them being bombarded with pure x-rays while while a policeman watches from the other side of the wall literally the image for everyone at home is there's a cop on the right and there's a literally looks like an x-ray scanner flat panel tv and it's just beaming x-rays across the wall at these two people that are trying to break into some door or something so yeah riddled with tumors that's what they get for trying to rob this place. Commit the crime, you have no time left of your life. Yeah, also, what is with this guy's job just to look like, why couldn't he be in the room? If he's going to be there like 100% of the time, why wouldn't he be in the room? You mean inside the room that the guys are trying to break into? Yeah, if he's like a cop or a security guard, why wouldn't he be there guarding it? Why wait on the other side of this x-ray machine? You gotta wait for the scans to finish, I guess. <laughs> He doesn't want to be in front of the x-ray machine. Yeah. God, no. So we have like the x-ray scan. What about like mind scanners? Mind scanners? You think that'll ever be a thing where there's something that can actually like read the synopsis firing in our brain and read our minds or our thoughts or access our memories externally? Maybe not from a distance, but honestly, who knows? God, that'll be the day. Jesus. Like actually able to download or make a copy of someone's like brain. Yeah. Man, I mean, we talked about this a bit on the synchronicity episode, but just like... Yeah, I was going to say, didn't we talk about this? A little bit. We kind of did, yeah. I mean, just the idea of being able to snag someone's thoughts directly out of their brain is uh, a startling thing and kind of comes with a lot of ramifications. Well, so it's it's rudimentary, but uh, Mandy did point out to me after that episode came out, my wife Mandy, for anyone listening, that actually is sort of a technology that we're kind of headed in the direction of. These are TV shows, but... Both on, I believe, House was what she brought up, and I think also possibly on, like, Grey's Anatomy. There is technology, and to some extent it is real, that basically they were creating images from scanning the electric signals of people's brains. Uh -huh. And, like, you know, it's terrible. It was barely anything. But we're already at the place where we have some level of ability to scan brain signals. Because we were talking about that. We are like, well, I don't know if that'll happen. They're working on it. Yeah. It's not good, but, uh, you know, it's coming. Yeah. How many of those images will just end up being boobs? I mean, <laughs> I think eye tracking technology has already proven that that's the only thing that men on YouTube have ever looked at. Yeah. There's so many of those. God. I mean, the future really is. I mean, they say this all the time. I don't know how true it is, but they say that the future technology adoption is driven by porn. Like the thing that beat out <laughs> Blu-ray versus HD DVD. It was because like porn companies put their stuff on Blu-ray instead of HD DVD. Like they picked and that's just what it was. Really? That's the reason? I don't know how true that is, but I'm going to say it confidently enough that I'm going to say it's true. But, but a lot of these innovations... Like, like, that's why the future, like, all this technological wonderment is going to be, like, there's going to be a, a machine that reads people's minds, and they're going to put it in a sex robot so that it can know exactly what you want to do to it. 
And it's all going to be for the betterment of improving sex robots. Better batteries, longer lasting sex robots. Facial recognition, so it knows who the sex robot's going to fuck. Like, it, like uh, 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 something else. We'll insert something very clever that I'm saying here. Sex robots. It has to be your own voice. Uh, just fix it in post. <laughs> just change the voice to Mark's in post. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I think that's highly likely. What do you think the most likely thing is? Like, if you were going to dream big about what we would see 100 years from now, what do you think the most likely thing is that you can think of that we probably would have access to right on, like, pretty easily? Would be, like, flying cars? There's no way people would be allowed to fly cars. I don't think so either. There's no way in hell. If it's like, my freedom, no AI is going to control my flying car, then there's just going to be explosions overhead in every major city. All that dreamscape of like the Star Wars perfectly trafficked things, that's only if people aren't allowed to fly. It's, it's only if computers are controlling that. Otherwise, people are going to die left, right, and center. Like, you can't fly a plane through a city. You think they're going to let cars just go rocketing by at 100 miles an hour? There's no way. Then again, though, I, th I imagine when, like, you know, trains were coming around. The idea of everyone being to drive around their own vehicle was also kind of crazy. Like, yeah, okay, they're gonna let everyone drive trains around. And then like cars and roads <laughs> became a thing. What? <laughs> How do you think trains work? Well, no, I know, I know they don't work like that. But imagine... There's gonna be trains everywhere. I don't want trains driving down my street. Get your trains out of here, you punk. No, but someone had the thought of like, what if we all had our own thing we could drive around? Probably, right? They had horses. The concept wasn't completely foreign. Yeah, but something like, I don't know. I still feel like like the high speed that that was comparatively, like, oh, that'd be way too dangerous. Like that had to be a thought, right? When Wade gets older, he's gonna be that old guy who's chasing trains off his front lawn <laughs> let it go old man hey you can't park your train here this is private property i've got no grudge against trains. i don't know the details but cars were kind of a wild west for for a little while there oh yeah you didn't really need like a license or anything and that's a usurp your time mark but that's sort of where my mind went no. with this oh yeah way. No, walk all is, over my time. I think the thing about technology that is interesting is people will always try and predict it. And like humans are obsessed with the idea of prolonging life, crazy medical advancements that will make humans, you know, immortal. Humans are obsessed with transportation. That's not as interesting anymore because now we're basically down to like, okay, well, space, I guess. We can pretty much go most places, not the depths of the ocean necessarily. And, you know, you can't really drive everywhere but humans are always predicting stuff and like sometimes it's right and sometimes it's hilarious mm -hmm. but the advent of technology is always kind of terrifying like suddenly a car exists mm -hmm. and it's not a fast car but it's also not a safe car <laughs> it might like explode at any moment yeah, yeah. and they just like start selling them yeah. <laughs> and all the rich guys are like, ooh, I'm going to drive my automobile. And all the civilians are like, ah, fucking, <laughs> what the hell, man? What is that? I mean, yeah. And like, as technology gets crazier, that's going to continue. I feel like that's kind of where we are with like, I don't know, the internet and social media. Mm -hmm. It's complicated because it's not the same type of technology. But I don't think we're in a good place right now with like the internet as a piece of technology. Yeah. It's not healthy for people. People don't know how to coexist with it. It's causing serious mental health issues, causing serious physical health issues as well. You know, like me, I don't know when to get off my computer. I'm a huge lump of a person who just stares at screens all day. We need to come to an equilibrium. You might need an internet license. I don't know. It's not safe. It's complicated. But like, that's the thing about technology that's crazy as shit. I mean, just to go back to like the old cars when they first came out, they sold cars before anyone knew how to drive. So like you would get people that would buy one of the first cars and there's no one to teach them. They just figure it out and everyone else is just, you better get out of the way. There's like footage of people crashing their cars and there's no seat belts. There's no airbags. I mean, yeah, they can only go like 20, 30 miles an hour, but have you ever like crashed at 20 30 miles an hour it's still not fun well and cars from that era of automobiles it's not like today where you get in and it's like you have to figure out how to turn it on you have to put it in gear and then there's a go pedal and a stop pedal. old cars from the advent of automobiles as a technology it's like okay to start it 
you prime the thing, and then you push this lever into the third position, and then you have to have someone hold the brake and the clutch, and also hold the steering wheel, because it might jolt forward when you start. Then another person has to go to the front and break their wrist, fucking yoinking on a thing, and you have to yoink that until it starts. And then you go back, and it's like, to put it into gear, you put this lever into the reverse position, and then you take this other thing, and you twist it counterclockwise, but only half of a time. Like, driving a car from that era is fucking nonsense. Yeah. You know, these guys are inventing this stuff for the first time, and they're like, oh, okay, we want it to go forward. Oh, shit, how do we get it to stop? Uh, I don't know, put a knob on it. Like, I'm not judging them for making shitty you know controls on the first car there are videos and stuff on this it is terrifying yeah how you have to drive some of these cars the controls are nonsense the throttle is on the steering wheel you like pull a lever up and down and then it's it's not it's not designed for a human to do yeah so let alone not knowing how to pilot a car how to steer it and like what's going to happen and how fast 20 miles an hour is compared to like a horse or whatever you're accustomed to. Yeah. Then you have to figure out all the f- controls and shit. Like it's crazy. And no power steering, no power brakes, none of that. Oh stuff. yeah, the brakes was a big lever that had a boot on it, touched the <laughs> wheel, and it was squealing down the road. And you got to bring water because your car is thirsty. If it, if you don't have water, that bitch is gonna overheat and explode. Yeah. Like it's just like the requirements for it are just kind of nuts. Well, and there aren't gas stations. Oh, yeah, no gas. Good luck finding a, a 7-Eleven to pull into to get your gasoline and, and slushies. You had a portable drill in the back that has uh, another crankshaft, and you got to drill out your own gas. And then a mini refinery <laughs> in the back of your car where you got to light some fires and get it going. I'll watch the pressure. I mean, honestly, I still would not be surprised if in like, you know, 50 years, 100 years, people look back on where we are right now at like the dawn of the internet and they're like look at these animals they just have free access to the internet on their cell phone and they look at it all the time <laughs> and they don't have any filters they can't choose what they're seeing i don't know i, I don't know see that's the thing we don't know what's gonna happen those people in the early days of automotive technology were like cool this is a car man it's complicated yeah all right hope i don't die this episode is brought to you by rocket money Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential you're talking about the potential the potential you thought to yourself a little elbow grease some fresh installs a little bit of love could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own cars right yeah it wouldn't take much to transform my ride your ride's more like schrodinger's ride if you don't think about it it both does and does not exist it is possible but on ebay motors anything is possible with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly they got brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it with ebay guaranteed fit they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com that's e-b-a-y-m-o-t-o-r-s.com eligible items only exclusions apply medical technology is equally terrifying to me yeah looking back all like old practices of medicine seem so barbaric but i think about how medicine is now and that also seems like it could very easily be seen as like awful and barbaric like you know 100 years from now or oh. however long 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at it objectively, the idea of modern medicine is marvelous what you can achieve, but the idea of like, okay, we'll just cut a big hole in this guy, yeah, and then we'll just cut some <laughs> of this stuff out, and uh, yeah, that doesn't seem healthy. We'll just cut that out and we'll just stop <laughs> that bleeding real quick. Like, if you look Go. at it uh, objectively without considering the result, like, yeah, medicine in general is terrifying, but I mean, like, it's result-based, right? So yeah. all the crazy stuff you see in, like, medical museums that used to be like like bloodletting and all this technology that involved a lot of stabbing and uh -huh. no anesthesia. It's because it kind of at least worked a little bit. Mm. Like in the end of that, sometimes the person was then healthy and it's like, okay, well that sounds horrific, but like you healed me from my whatever, dick rot. Yeah. Whatever ancient <laughs> diseases. Ancient you know, dick rot. Old school dick rot. From the curse of the mummy, you cured my penis. Thank you. <laughs> but like inventing new medicine stuff, Today, there's a lot of standards about what's acceptable in ethical research, and there's review boards and things. Still, sometimes sketchy stuff happens. In our lifetimes, some stuff, well, maybe not our lifetimes. We're not that old. But, like, you know, it's concerning, right? It's dangerous because you're screwing around with humans. You could kill people. You could create something that's, you know, it's a super virus or who knows what. In old times, guys were just like, what if I stab you in the pancreas <laughs> is this medicine the pancreas mm, i think that's a redundant organ yeah i've got this man here with a pain in his gut <laughs> i think i will stab him in the gut with this needle and draw some fluid <laughs> and he's like oh, why why but like i don't know what's going on in there then they're, yeah. they're operating with whatever they had and like I'm sure they, a lot of them had the best intentions, but some of them also were just like, I'm going to cut this guy's leg off. <laughs> <laughs> Even normal checkups, though, don't you think those will be something that they look back on? Like right now, if you go and you have like, the, you know, they put stuff in your ears and your mouth or two fingers up your butt or, you know, gynecologist exams or even like, oh, you got to put in a catheter. Imagine like 200 years from now, they're going to look back and be like, oh my God, the things that they poked and prodded and touched. Like uh -huh. that's going to seem barbaric at some point if humanity lasts long enough. I mean, if maybe it'll always be a thing where literally the only best way to check a prostate is a doctor's finger and some lube like i guess <laughs> ever like, and, and you know it's alarming just how many things in the body that people say ah you can live without it like <laughs> ah you don't need the spleen ah appendix is it's just a vestigial organ and it's just like it blew my mind when i was growing up and i learned that doctors don't actually heal you they put you in a state where you just fix yourself. Like I grew up with video games where it was always health packs and it was just like green goo. Like they shoot green goo in you and you just heal. It's like magic. But uh, that that don't happen. Uh, it's kind of just like they do everything they can to make sure your body just don't stop. And it's like, so long as your body don't stop, there's a chance that you'll pull through because some weird magic inside of your bones is gonna heal you. And that's medicine. Make it sound so glamorous. Yeah. This is unrelated, but related. So the body healing reminded me, there was a, a thing I think we talked about a long time ago, maybe on our Tuesday podcast that we did, where uh, there were roads over in like Europe or something where they were testing something in like the blacktop or whatever they were using that could like the roads could repair themselves. Do you remember that? You were talking about that? Oh yeah. Wait, what was that? I don't remember just the, the body healing itself made me think of that like technology coming to the point where like they don't have to repave roads the roads just repair themselves yeah I think I, I think I've seen something like self-repairing materials is something that a lot of people are looking into and and I think it would be fascinating if it was possible there's some glasses that can do things like that or some paints I think also I don't know if they could do it with roads though Netherlands testing self-healing roads that was from four years ago self-healing roads hmm uh, this is probably like a gray goo scenario. I feel like this is leading down a bad road. Or maybe it's fine. Yeah. The technology seems to be based on the material being laid over coils where there's current run through them. And it's some sort of like magnetic thing uh -huh. where the material is just constantly held or moved into the right position using like uh, electric currents and magnets. Uh-huh. It's not like little robots or anything. We're all right. Okay, all right, for now anyway. Yeah, no, we're good. Wasn't there like um also a thing? I don't know if this is science fiction or if this is something that was real, where there was like um paint that had like electric current that could flow through it or something where potentially you could like paint a computer. I feel like this is stuff we talked about before, where you could like just paint on the wall and you could, in theory, just make a computer that way. I mean, that doesn't 
saving that futuristic to me. It's horrifically inefficient because the reason microchips and PCBs and stuff are all tiny is because you need uh, approximately a fuckjillion connections to make a computer that's worth doing anything in modern terms. But like paint that conducts electricity doesn't sound crazy to me at all. There's all kinds of paint. There's paint that conducts chalk, chalkboard paint. Yeah. I mean, you can make circuits. I don't know about like painting a transistor into a wall. Yeah, I mean, you need resistive material as a whole thing, right? Yeah. This was on a weird little side tangent there. I know we're on medicine, but just like so many things about technology and where it was versus where it is and like how we have like all these like similar big dreams about what the future could hold. But like, I just wonder how many people have ideas that come to fruition exactly versus like sort of it's what you expected, but still in a very different way. Like communication, I feel like is one that went in a very different way than people probably ever expected. Yeah. I mean, the whole concept of telephones, like, shock people. Radios by themselves shock people. So yeah. I don't even know what the next evolution of that is going to be. Imagine going back to, like, whenever movies first came out and showing them, like, I don't know, Avengers Endgame or something. <laughs> like, it would be my, they would think it was actually filmed of that stuff happening, right? Like, how would you do that? The editing, visual effects kind of stuff, like. Yeah. I'll just go look in Thanos and just be super confused. Watching like Tony Stark jump off a building, just press his chest and his like nano Iron Man suit just comes up. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of stuff is also mind blowing. Just like, I guess it comes back down to like you said, like porn or entertainment, like that industry drives a whole lot of things because we all want to kick back and relax and I guess beat it off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, sure. I mean, the era of, like, when and if people are, like, able to actually have the kinds of, like, options for customizing themselves in the future. Like, if medicine gets to a point where it allows people to genetically alter themselves. I'm not even talking about designer babies. I'm talking about, like, you want purple skin, you can get purple skin. Just grab the purple skin syringe, stab it in your leg, and in a few days you will have purple skin for the rest of your life. Like, those kinds of things. Like, that will be an era, if, if it happens. Maybe this is one of these crazy visions of the futures. Like, you know, if you want one arm to be twice as long as the other one, grab the really long, thin syringe and jab it just in your left arm. Like, those kinds of modifications that you could make for yourself. Like, that would be chaos. I think that's one of those things where... It, to use, I guess, a, a comparison, you know, 50 years ago, well, maybe even 175, somewhere in the right range of time, when people were imagining flying cars in the future, yeah, it was like the Jetsons, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a little saucer thing, and you pile in, and you got a glass dome, and it's very, like, idealized. Uh -huh. And there are, technically, flying cars today, but they're really awkward-looking things that are sort of more like planes that fold up and can go on a road yeah i feel like that's sort of the the reality of technology i think body modification in the way that you're talking about genetic modification or whatever that may be however that works mm -hmm. is probably a thing that will happen well everyone now imagines it like you're making your character in um <laughs> you know like cyberpunk or yeah. whatever like you're just like bigger nose yeah and a huge dick. All right. <laughs> but in the future, it's going to be like, you know, we can make you up to an inch and a half taller. Probably. You can grow fingernails that are of a different texture. And like, you know, it's like, it's never, it's never that good. You don't get the Jetsons car. You get the wobbly fiberglass plane car that's neither a good plane nor a good car. Mm. And like maybe way in the future, it'll be whatever. And you can do whatever you want with the human body if we're not dead or if that doesn't kill us as a species <laughs> but like you know it just never works out that nicely yeah you're right it's never elegant video game logic has gotten me all twisted in my head the same with healing it's all wrong but what if it wasn't what if it wasn't i guess minority reports vision of it i could kind of see what was that one after tom cruise gets in trouble he's like i need new eyes because your eyes are how they identify you right right and he goes to like a body mod guy who's like yeah i can give you new eyes but like it's really fucked up and it's a, and it's a surgery and he's like in a bathtub of ice water like barely alive uh -huh. and in the end he has new eyes yeah. but there's some other person's eyes what? and it's a horrific thing to go through. I mean yeah sure if I wanted one arm longer I guess I could take a guy with a long arm and put it on my arm. Yeah. I guess. You want to swap arms? <laughs> hey what are you doing with your arm man? You going to go a little longy shorty? <laughs>
<laughs> I've always wanted this. This is my dream, man. My vision of myself. Will it be like whenever you have to replace car parts? Like, you know, you have to like replace your hood of your car because you got into an accident or something and like the skin tone doesn't quite perfectly match. So you have to go and then you have to like, all right, I got a new arm. Now I got to go and like get a new skin paint job. I mean, honestly, that'll probably be more realistic than the whole like genetic modification thing. Like the ability, it's very cyberpunk. You have robotic like prosthetics already and you have like an arm interface port and you can technically put different arms. Like even your face, if you had like a completely artificial face, you could detach your face and pop on a new one technically speaking but you know even that is like fantastical technology and it's like why would you i mean i could see a million reasons why would you but is the brain gonna be the last part of the body that they can replicate or fix i don't know i don't know man it'll probably start dicking balls and spread out from there i guess the hardest things right now what are probably like the brain and like nerves right like uh your spinal cord and stuff like that the optic nerve like nerves are the issue right everything else they can kind of do but getting it to where your brain can send and receive signals from it like that's the challenge right well i think i'm not an expert but i feel like it's more like replacing things because but the, the reason that your brain and nerves are such an issue is they can regenerate i believe but they don't regenerate like as quickly and they don't regenerate like if you get nerve damage in a limb it takes a long time to rebuild that and through physical therapy and stuff you can but like you can't replace a heart either if your liver goes they don't have artificial livers i think the big problem is anything the human body doesn't heal itself is troubles mm -hmm. well how does a pacemaker work that's just a thing that sends electrical signals to your heart to make sure that it beats it doesn't replace anything other than a nervous function but that is a that's an unconscious nervous signal that can just be deficient for various reasons yeah it doesn't actually like replace any nerves or interact with your nervous system it does its own thing it just make sure your heart keeps going mm -hmm. again i'm not a medical expert but that just seems to me like the issue because like the idea of like 3d printing an organ is something that people are working on right now the idea of more effective organ transplants with the ability to like you know use the recipient's stem cells or bone marrow i don't know like the problem is if your body can't heal it itself they kind of don't have much for you yeah. in a lot of situations and the nervous system is one very important for living because it controls everything but two i believe it's slow to regenerate so it's an issue mm -hmm. and like spinal injuries i have seen news stories that i may or may not be true about people who were paralyzed from a certain you know the waist down or whatever and started regaining movement in their legs but they're not standing on their own yeah. they're not like walking on their own it's a long slow agonizing thing so i don't know if and when we gain the ability to do that to just replace with synthetic uh -huh. or replace with you know manufactured biological material yeah. of some sort that will be some kind of crazy ass breakthrough yeah i remember reading something a long time ago i don't know how real it was but there were picture evidence that showed the progress and this just kind of echoes the idea of like who tested out the first like poison berry things like someone had to do it right someone had to look at a poison a berry bush and be like i wonder if it'll kill me and then tried it so this one guy he had the tip of his finger or his thumb or something like that cut off in an accident and it was to the point where you know it if you get the tip of your finger cut off, it's not going to grow back, right? Yeah. Well, this guy, I don't know where he found the information. I don't know if he just guessed it, but somehow he got his hands on some pig bladder. And what he did was he opened up the wound on his thumb, like he shaved it down or whatever the nub was, shaved it down so it was exposed, and then uh. rubbed pig bladder on it for like a uh. few months. And the craziest thing is his finger grew back. What? There were pictures really? that showcased this. Let me see if I can find this. Like I looked at it every way that I could and be like, there's no way this guy just rubbed pig bladder on his finger nub and it grew back. There's no way. Big finger grow back. I'm looking it up. Man's finger grows back thanks to pig bladder powder report video. This is posted on the Huffington Post and it was in South Florida. <laughs> Jockey Paul Happern was feeding a horse when the animal managed to bite off one of his fingers. One of the guys that worked with me reached his hand in the horse's mouth, took the fingertip out, and I jumped in the car, grabbed the rest of my finger, wondering what we should do. It was too late to reattach, so Rodriguez used pig bladder tissue to create a mold of Halpern's missing finger and attached it to the stump. He then instructed Halpern to apply a powder made from the same pig bladder tissue for two months. And it worked. Mm. Suck on that!
Did it grow back scar tissue? Uh, I don't recall but, uh, the pictures looking any type of weird, but from what I remember is it looked like just his finger, like legitimately. There's another article about this. I don't know what year it came out where a couple of doctors disagree that it was actually like that. They're like, oh, it probably healed, but this is junk science saying the pig bladder did it. So I guess it's not like a fully accepted, but <laughs> it is fascinating. And if there is some truth to it, I mean, that's so strange. Yeah, I don't want anyone going around thinking like, oh yeah, pig bladder, it'll miraculously grow your shit back. Like clearly there were some controlled scenarios in this and maybe it's not 100%, who knows, honestly. But it just it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, ooh, what the, what? biology's weird. Like biology is just fucking weird at the end of the day. Like life itself. My spouse and I were having marital problems, but I put some pig bladder on her and now our love is regrown. <laughs> it's going to become the new essential oils. Just like, oh, you want, you want hog bladder. This is swine bladder. No, no, no. That's not, that's good for fingers. This is good for toes. I got this love potion. That is exactly the kind of shit that happens on the internet though. Yeah. That it, I think we talked about this. Those people that uh, gained their sustenance from the, the life force of the universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. There's like a, I don't know if it's a religion. It's like a belief system. But there are people that claim they don't eat food. They maybe drink water, maybe not. But they sustain themselves uh -huh. through mindful meditation and withdrawing the nutrition their body needs from the life force of the or from the sun or like... There may be some scientific merit to some of these things, but that's the kind of shit where the wrong people see that on the internet and they're like, pig bladder fixes everything. <laughs> and then they start pigbladderwarehouse.com where they sell salves and powders and yeah. tonics. They're like, well, you got stomach cancer? Drink a bottle of this pig bladder tonic every day. Your cancer will be... Poop, lickety split. <laughs> Want to do better in college? Take this pig bladder tonic. Will you lose your foot in a race car accident? I got a pig bladder foot mold. Just tape this on there and wear it for three months. Your foot will grow right. Hey, you don't know. You don't know the science of pig bladder. It could work. It could be amazing. You know, I've got a trench coat. I'm going to jump in the middle of alleyways in front of people and just open up my coat with pig bladders dangling off of it. They're going to be shopping. God. They're going to be buying everything in stock. That image is so gross. Just drippy, bloody <laughs> bladders in your coat. Which one do you want? Oh my God, it's a thing. No, what? what? What's, a what? Thing? What's a thing? If you search for buy pig bladder powder. <laughs> oh no. It's a thing. <laughs> for $221, you can... Oh wait, no, that's not what that is. Oh. Hang on. <laughs> one of these, one of these is pig bladder. Wait. Oh no, these are to treat pig bladders. No, oh, okay, there's pig's blood powder. Is that good? Uh, probably... Okay, I'm glad this is not as much of a thing as I had thought. Yeah. My search history is going to be so terrible. Please, if I die, someone clear it's it. It's fine. Yeah, but that is exactly how these things start. It's not so much the people that are going like, oh, it might work. It's the people that are going like, I can make money off of this. And then they start creating all of this like propaganda material that's like, the merits of pig bladder. All they got to do is get one celebrity behind it. And then suddenly pig bladders will be everywhere. And everyone will be drinking pig bladders. And also, why specifically pig bladders? Like, that's what I don't get. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speeds slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You have goals. Reach them fast with IU Online's accelerated degree programs. Our six and eight week courses are taught 100% online and can fit any schedule. Advance your career with a bachelor's in data science. It only takes 10 minutes to apply. Earn an Indiana University degree that's valued around the world. Get started today at IU Online. Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, Judge, bring us back. What were we talking about? Well, we got off on like the medical possibilities of present versus future and past versus present of how barbaric medical science looked and probably looks now compared to where it will be and then we kind of you know went off on our little tangents about specific examples uh-huh. so i don't know anything else in the medical side of things or you know what else i guess what do you guys think about what the future could realistically hold versus what people's expectations of the future are like what's something you think that sounds crazy but you think it's crazy enough that it could legitimately be here within the next hundred years within the next hundred years oh. yes okay specifically all right otherwise it's like we could literally just say anything right uh-huh I think this is not a sexy prediction, but I think just based on me looking at history and thinking about this prompt you've given us, probably the most rife area for unimaginable technological advances is manufacturing. Mm. I think we're at a place right now where industrial 3D printing technology is actually really cool. And it's really starting to to become something I feel like people would not have predicted, you know, 50 years ago. The idea that you can make a 3D model on a computer and in, I don't know, hours have a metal, fully solid metal version of an idea you just came up with is like really mind-blowing, really crazy for people who are iterating and prototyping things and, and the development process of manufacturing. Because you can, you know, you can make, instead of prototyping, okay, we'll have the next version in like a week or whatever, because we got to cast some parts and there's a whole, and now it's like, okay, we can have the next version tomorrow. Oh yeah. Let's assemble it in the morning and start testing and see. I feel like there are huge leaps that are going to happen in different parts of manufacturing and production of like materials. Yeah. Where 3D printing is going to play a part, probably some technology that's either not fully realized or not really known right now is going to come that's going to allow for even finer manipulation of materials on like smaller scales or you know, sort of almost like changing one thing into another or, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to imagine, but like that is going to be a huge breakthrough because the more efficient prototyping development and then manufacturing becomes, the more complex stuff is going to be available for consumers, but also for, you know, companies producing their own stuff. Yeah. The more wider the range of possibilities is. It's like how cars now, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, modern cars all kind of look cool. They have a lot of creases. They have a lot of cool lines and things if you look at cars in the 90s they're kind of bubbly and that comes from the fact that metalworking processes and what is possible on a cheap budget is slowly becoming more and more complex it used to be a huge deal if you had a hood with like lots of you know creases down the sides and a big angle to it now it's like okay whatever whatever shape you want hyundai can make whatever cool looking shape they want it doesn't cost them that much more to make really fancy looking sports cars, just the same as the, you know, the expensive car companies always have done. And so in that same way, I think a lot of technology, more availability of stuff like that, advanced material technology is going to really change what's available and what is developed by companies who are making, you know, consumer products or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole concept of iterations in terms of just like making products, like a lot of people might wonder why products suck the first time or why recalls happen. It's because they only really got one shot to make it because of yearly cycles. Like it takes a year to plan out just what that's going to be. Like even a phone, people could be like, oh, we don't need a new phone every year. But imagine what's going to happen when they can iterate on a design within a week. Like they could just be like, pump out a thousand of those. Let's see 
how they go or like with a car or you at home yeah. being like i want to download a car i'm gonna order each individual part and i'll just assemble it myself like in the future if manufacturing is in a way that that's possible like you could build your own car or you could literally download and print a car it's like the douchiest tech thing I've ever heard myself say, but I would be really interested in the idea of like boutique small batch cell phones. I really like smartphone design and like technology and the idea of a company whose whole thing is like, all right, this month we're focusing on a phone that's good at like, you know, photography. And next month we're trying a phone that's like some crazy form factor that folds or something. And they just like, they're able to iterate and develop stuff so fast that they can put out maybe it's not monthly but you know a couple times a year little interesting cell phones for like people like me who want a phone that never works yeah i mean god that at one point was crazy the whole phone thing i remember my grandparents had a rotary phone in their basement that we used for, for forever and like i never even thought about them replacing it because it just it always worked just fine and i remember um whenever wireless phones were like the big thing and like i remember my mom upgrading our wired phone to like wireless phones it was like oh such a huge deal and now it's like every year it's like do we upgrade our phones do we wait eh, we probably wait eh, let's do it this year we do it getting that expedited even more at this point would not surprise me people have to replace stuff so frequently now mm -hmm. because of just how fast technology is already going and how cheaply i think things are made a lot more cheaply than they used to be too like they're not built to last they're built to be replaced oh yeah definitely uh, what about you mark what technology thing do you see within the next hundred years being somewhat realistic oh um let's see i mean what if okay this is this is like getting to a crazy part but within a hundred years is it too unrealistic to say that we might make an artificial person you know what i mean like, because we're working on, t in terms of, like, AI, like, a lot of people say AI, but what AI is, in terms of, like, the technology that people say AI is, is not really AI. But at some point in the future, and they predict, like, in the next 50 years, computing and, like, that avenue to technology will get to a point where it will be indistinguishable from talking to a person. It'll pass a Turing test and, like talking to a computer what's even the difference it can learn and program itself and um with the advent of say sex robots or whatever just like artificial prosthetics and building like a frame you look at the boston dynamics videos that people are putting out and they the, the way that they move compared to 10 years ago is completely different on another level they almost seem uncanny in their movements because they're so fluid and like almost lifelike so in the next hundred years I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that the first artificial person will be made. And then the ethical questions of like, what does that mean? Like, is it able to choose its own destiny? Is it smarter than people? Like, maybe not. I, I, I'm hesitant to think that like, it'll be automatically better physically, but mentally, that probably is an absolute and not questionable. And what'll happen at that point? Will it be something where the computer version of this artificial creation will be stopped before it ever gets a physical body? Or will progress just happen anyway? Because that's kind of how these things go. And someone's like, yeah, I can make that. So why not? And then they do it. And then they have to step back and be like, ah, shit, what did I just do? So I think that'll probably throw a lot of people for a loop. Just the idea of that we can make not only an AI that you can talk to, but an AI that can physically exist in the world and then kind of move around you know, like Ex Machina, the movie, what happens when you make that? And, and like, what happens to the people that try to abuse that creation in the same way as Ex Machina kind of visited it? That's gonna be a reality, I think. Even if it's outlawed, there will be people who make it anyway, different countries or different something or other. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's that crazy. No. So Mandy actually kind of works on in this field. She's a scientist, and I don't understand it the way she does, but she talks to me about, you know, these concepts a lot. And we're not at a point right now where I feel like we're in danger of, in the next decade, there's going to be what you're talking about, like a like an artificial sort of person, personality. Her favorite example is AI has come a long way, and it's capable of a lot of stuff, but it's still at the point where if you're, if you're using like an AI photo analyzer sort of thing where it's trying to recognize what's in a picture you can show it a picture of dozens of different cows right colors and different patterns and brown cows and whatever and as long as it is sort of a normal picture of a cow it will know okay that's a cow because it's able to analyze the picture but if you showed a picture of a cow on a beach it will have no idea 
what the hell is in that picture? Mm -hmm. Because the AI is not at a place where it's able to make like what is for humans, like a totally simple, logical, you know, leap from the idea of like, oh, well, that's a cow. It doesn't belong on a beach, but like, that's what a cow looks like. And that's what a beach looks like. There are limits, right? Mm -hmm. And there's... I don't know at all what the technological advancements have to be, but there has to be some sort of leap in the way AI works and interacts with the world from it literally using sensors and cameras to analyze pixel by pixel an image or whatever data it's getting to look at the world the way humans do. And like, that's complicated. Human brains make a lot of leaps and uh, comparisons and like, the way that we reason out three-dimensional objects, computers really aren't capable of, AI is not capable of, even though an AI camera has way more info than a human might have just from looking at something. It has sensors and range detectors and lasers and, and all kinds of things. But like, if it's just looking at the image the same way a human is, there's something that's missing. But like in, you know, in the next hundred years, that leap could totally be bridged. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a chart that shows like the error rate in terms of computers being able to guess things that humans are able to guess. And like just in the past five years alone, they've crossed the threshold in certain tasks of being able to beat humans at things that they have been trained to do in terms of like visual identification. It's obviously very like nuanced and focused, but at the same time, that was in five years. It crossed that threshold and it's only going to get better from there. And so like the generalization of all this processing power is kind of like fascinating and and i feel like that's one of those things that's going to happen sooner than you think because th did you see that picture it was on, it floats around reddit a lot these days but it's just like it showcases the wright brothers flying their first plane and then it shows a man on the moon and it said these two images are 66 years apart yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's mind-blowing yeah. 66 years is a lifetime but in the span of human history, it's nothing. And especially in the span of like the last hundred years, it's incredible to even think about. And it's just, it's mind boggling to think of what is gonna happen. Because if you think of, I don't know what year that was, but it's getting pretty close to 66 years again. Uh, and today with all the internet and like the different like uh, social technologies that we have, as opposed to like brute forcing our way to the moon, it's just like, it's nuts. The whole world is different, but in a completely different way that you would never imagine. You know, maybe back then when someone was on the moon, they would have thought, oh, we're all going to go on the moon. There's going to be a moon colony. There's not budget and whatnot and practicality, or maybe the technology wasn't even there to do that yet. Just get there. But at the same time, it's like, oh, the next 50 years, 2050 is going to be unrecognizable world. Well, we just watched like basically a robot land on Mars, right? Like, yeah, the not that long ago, yeah. we got to watch a robot land on Mars. <laughs> Mm -hmm. within that 66 year thing which is a lot further than the moon for what i know infinitely harder i don't think mars is further than the moon <laughs> yeah i don't even know how to like comprehend that though like those amount of distances are so hard to even comprehend yeah well i think that's the thing too i already made this point but like humans glorify the future in a lot of ways and like the idea of humanoid robots and humanoid ai everything should be in our image right like humans are the pinnacle of existence so obviously the best robot would be a robot that's kind of like a human a bald one i think oh then they're not gonna have any hair don't you worry <laughs> about that oh yeah just like wade yeah but i think the the reality of the future at least maybe in our lifetimes of like robots and ai and how that's going to develop it's going to be like the rover right that is a robot it's an autonomous or partially autonomous robot kind of like a big car kind of like a big suv with like a helicopter on it. it's not like they landed a little human guy and he landed on mars and unfolded and started walking around and using a shovel to scoop up mars dirt to do science you know robots are going to be designed to fulfill their task yeah and they're going to have qualities of you know analytical qualities and abilities and and they can do things that humans will be able to do i think but it won't look like us it's not gonna be like irobot where you have like a humanoid butler robot and they you know they can just do anything they're just another sentient thing that exists i feel like that's there's no point why would a robot need humanoid appearances other than for our own vanity or for you know unless there's a purpose where you want a robot who's like a nurse porn or for sex <laughs> yeah i uh, yeah it all comes back to the sex robots yeah well for humans what is their real priority there when it comes down to making technology it's all for sex it's always comes back to sex and uh, in that a lot of ethical questions do come up with the whole ai thing there's gonna be a revolution my god gonna happen yeah the machines will rise up yeah maybe we'll be dead by then won't be our problem. Their problem, <laughs> not ours.
Good luck, humanity. Uh huh. They're not robots when that happens. They're the machines, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Because robots are cool, but machines are bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I learned that from Sarah Connor. <laughs> well, unless you this guys... This is a Terminator reference. Go ahead, Wade. Sorry. No, you're good. Unless you guys have uh, anything else, any final thoughts on this, I guess we can start winding it down. Uh, I think this was interesting. Like, this, you know, this wasn't the silliest episode we've ever done, but I think examining where we were, where we are, and where we might end up is just an interesting topic in general. And uh, hopefully all you guys listening enjoyed it as well. Uh, this was a close one. I felt like you guys both brought really good interesting topics so i'm not gonna lie i literally just did a coin flip to figure out who won don't take my points zero me out hurt me so mark i give you uh hmm three hundred thousand points okay that sounds good bob you actually earned three hundred and two thousand points which puts you in the lead but you just asked me to take your points so i'm gonna make it 150,000. no less hundred thousand less six hundred thousand lower a million points yeah uh, i knew you were bad at math Mark, you get an extra three million because I can. Okay. Making you the winner, Mark. Thank you. I always believed in us. I didn't, but we are where we are. Future's unpredictable. It is. No one knows. Except those people that do. This has been the future. Welcome, welcome to the future, everybody. Say goodbye to the past. Get your AI sex robot and your super manufacturing processes and and food. I want. I hope food. I hope that's the technology I want to see in the future. Just like the easiest access to the best foods. 3d print myself whatever i want to eat each and every day oh god you know we did not talk about like foods in terms of the future like that is a whole different no. avenue being able to like grow any food at any time in your house like just yeah. be able to pull you have a bag of sugar you have a bag of protein and a bag of fat and you just have it stitched together whatever you want yeah that's really the dream i think if we don't get to that level of technology we're in big trouble when it comes to food but that's a depressing topic. I want to yell at a box and I with lasagna, chicken and dumplings, and it just to materialize it like Star Trek. <laughs> like that's my dream. You have to yell though. And then your AI sex robot butler can deliver it to you in bed. <laughs> ah, the future. <laughs> I'm gonna go yell at my microwave just to see if it, maybe it works. Maybe they put that technology in and we didn't know it. No one's tried it. It's like the pig bladder thing. You just have to try it. That would be amazing. If you actually get your microwave just to start making you whatever you want without putting anything in it, that would be really, really amazing. Do you think that's like how wizards back in the day tried to figure out spells? They would just shout random words at random objects and like hope for the best? 100%. Yeah, they would just grab random stuff. They're like, what if I grab this uh, this powdered sugar and I fling it in the air and I'm like, Blarium poo poo poo. Yeah, the, the first guy to connect fire and gunpowder and shout a word probably was really confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I light the end of the stick on fire? I throw this in the air and I push it together, like explode. They're like, oh, I'm a wizard. <laughs> I mean, you would think that. You would absolutely think that. Yeah, you would. Even in Lord of the Rings, uh, Saruman, he actually had gunpowder, and everyone else was probably like, it's fucking magic. It's yeah. fucking explodey dust. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to save magic and food for another time. But thank you guys for joining. Mark, uh, you can find on YouTube, Markiplier. Find Bob, facebook.com slash myskerm. I'm Wade. You can find me at twitch.tv slash minion777 or lordminion777 everywhere else. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening to Distractable. Make sure you're subscribed so you always know where there's a new episode. Follow Wood Elf Media for the latest updates. And I guess we'll see you guys next week for uh, whatever Mark decides to bring us. Yeah, it'll be good. See you, dudes. Thank you. Podcast out. <laughs>